0: Hey, this is your name.
1: your name, your name, your name. And, uh. They say it ain't easy. Gang green. The gen- Have their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break to great one. We're not talking about effort on the field.
2: Whoa. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not gonna lie to you. Hurry up! Hurry up! Hurry up! Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not gonna have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this run! Own this run! The
0: New York Jets can beat anybody in the world, and I think we're gonna win next Sunday.
1: and welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy and Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studios in Putnam, Valley, New York. My name's Keith Farrell. I'm joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the biggest jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. Yo, what's up, jet fans? Welcome back, Mike. Hope you're feeling okay. Uh, We also have in the building ready to share his knowledge. The number one high school football coach in the nation today. My cousin, Sammy O'Hare. What's up, Sammy? What's going on?
0: Hey, what's going on, everybody?
1: All right, guys. So coming off a loss 27 10 to the bills. We were hoping we'd be able to maybe rain on their parade a little bit. Didn't go down that way. But look for all those people out there looking for moral victories. The last couple weeks versus the Bills versus Tampa Bay played really well for three quarters in this game, especially man after those first two drives, the Bills really didn't do anything to the fourth quarter there at the end of the game. So many chances there for the Jets to maybe put some points on the board, do something if we had any type of normal functioning offense. And I mean a healthy offense. We didn't have our first three receivers, then Crowder went out during the game. Say we had any semblance of our normal offense or offensive line, maybe we're able to put some more points up on the board there and make this a more competitive game, at least at the end of the game. But I mean, they played good for three quarters, like me and Mike were talking about before we got on the air here. Zach Wilson, considering the circumstances, I didn't. Mean, I don't know what we expected from the kid with the wide receivers that they had out there. Um, He got sacked eight times. On the day, not a great day for Zach, not a great day for the Jets' offensive line. Defense, though, deserves a lot of kudos. Defense kept him in the game. Um, Another great game by C.J. Molsey. I think he had 13 tackles. little disappointing how it turned out. The L to the Hill people, they win the division for the second year in a row. But I think, Mike, if we're going to take anything away from this one, uh, it's another game that Zach didn't turn the ball over. He didn't really have a lot of weapons out there was able to throw a touchdown pass to cole get a little something going there really really tough sledding for him the offensive line didn't do anything but the big takeaway i guess from this game mike is that for at least that game this weekend for once the defense actually looked like they showed up they came to play they kept him in the game but after that not a lot of highlights or not a lot of stars on the offensive side of the ball right mike no, not really. Uh, I give credit
2: to Coach Sala having the Jets prepared to play. Um, they, if you like, I told you before, the fact that we were down three points going into the fourth quarter. You know, with the Swiss cheese offensive line that we had, with uh, down four or five receivers, Keelan Cole go- not even coming back in the in the second half, um, with uh, a lot of our starters out, just really all across the roster. Um, to go up to Buffalo uh, in that weather, it with that crowd, with Buffalo needing that champ that win to to solidify a home field in, in the playoffs, um, and to be able to put it to them and keep them from you know you know really scoring and keeping it close, you know hats off to the coaching staff. Um, I know you mentioned there Zach Wilson he seven for twenty, <laughs> you know if you look at his seven for twenty four of those. Were drops four of those incompletions were drops and then four of them were like throwaways or or batted balls you know if you take all that in consideration the completion percentage is much higher True. but I I wasn't getting on him at all I mean there were some throws there there was a third down throw to Black that to me was just a tremendous throw he was third and I think 11 he was all the way at the two yard line or something like that and black this cat we don't even know who this dude is and he he whipped it so there were a couple of things there that I saw again like you said CJ Mosley was really good I know Eccles and and uh, Hall got beat up pretty bad um, with uh, by Diggs and Gabriel Davis so I think the, the narrative around making sure that we get a number one corner this offseason was heard loud and clear and we saw that 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 is something that we're going to need even though we really do like the depth with Echols and and Hall Um <clears throat> the running game really wasn't able to get established against Buffalo that, that, that was unfortunate but you know what Josh Allen didn't do any and again I, 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 I know that people say Michael you're a hater all that stuff but again I I don't know it's just something about Josh Allen yeah he's talented he could run and that that Part of his game is really hard to stop and that makes him so elusive but as a passer i'm just not really impressed with him as a passer i've never have been and yeah he throws a lot of touchdowns because they got a great team set up and everything like that but you saw that game that deck game shouldn't have been close it should have been 50 to 10 and he wasn't doing anything against a yeah. bad jet secondary well what's up alan i thought you're an mvp
1: you know? And he does make he does make some strange decisions sometimes, like you saw him lateral the ball in this game again. Things yes. he does sometimes, I don't know, leave me shaking my head, but I mean, the bottom line is you want to win the game, they were able to get the W uh, this weekend. I will say, man, like, like Mike was saying, you look at Sammy, if you look at the people that Zach had out there to throw the ball to, Denzel Mims led all receivers in snaps this weekend with 34. He had zero catches. You know, Um, Jeff Smith was second on the team. Then after that, you have uh, Keelan Cole at 28 snaps. Crowder only played seven snaps in the game, guys. We know he went out. Only five Jets caught a ball the whole day. The offensive line got destroyed. So, considering the situation he was in, do you really think Zach pretty much did as good as he could with what he had out there this weekend?
0: Yeah, I mean, 100%. I know I have some stats for you guys this week, actually, because you guys are always throwing them at me. Okay, okay. So, listen. Zach Wilson is the first quarterback in three games to throw a passing touchdown against that Bill's defense. So that means Matt Ryan, Mac Jones, and our old buddy Sam Darnold over in Carolina all didn't complete a touchdown pass, right? So in three games, they hadn't allowed a single passing touchdown. Zach Wilson's the first one in three games to do it. Then they haven't punted in three games, and we made them punt three four times right yeah. so kudos to the defense out there as well
2: Interesting. um
0: i mean that first half i thought was really well done i think zach did as best he could with what he had around him yeah um yeah. and i i i want to take those positives out of that last game of the season because i think that's a really good sign going forward that the kids matured and again he, another game like you said without a turnover and that's a tremendous growth right
1: yeah it's absolutely i mean do you think about it the first five games of this season he led the nfl in interceptions he had nine And the last five games of this year, he didn't throw an interception. So any Jet fans looking for growth or right there is growth in itself, because look at the teams he's played at the end of the season, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, some of these really good teams, no interceptions. And I think that, man, this was just tough sledding this weekend. I mean, they ended up finishing with 53 yards of offense when you you remove the yards they lost because of those sacks. Doesn't look great on paper, uh, but I um, I agree. I, I mean, I think he did as good as he could. Mike, did you want to say something?
2: I actually, I just wanted to say, and I don't mean to kind of pivot this, but I know I know we're going to get into our end of the year awards and we're going to talk about all everything, but I just wanted to just bring up the the topic of Zach Wilson because we know it's the, the most important, one of the most important topics when it comes to the New York Jets. I wanted to say to you guys, and I just wanted to hear your opinion. I wanted to give you guys my true feeling on zach wilson at this point you know when uh when when we see talent uh in the nfl in life you know um how do we know that 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 talent is going to do well into the future right Um, It depends on how talented the person is. It depends also on the want to. It depends on the environment around that person, so on and so forth. A lot of factors that go into stuff like that. All right. Now, these rookies that just ended the season, this will be the first time that they're going to have an extended amount of time off for the last two years. Think about it. They just finished their last college games. They went into the the uh, senior bowl for some of them. Some of them started off with the combine, getting ready for the draft, draft preparation. Then they had their, their pro days and then they got drafted and then they started rookie mini camp and then started training camp all the way through the season until now where it's just been boom, 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 right? So now is the first time you really have kind of like a break. And so I look at a guy like Zach Wilson and say, okay, kid, now you've got time. And some guys, they just go out and party, have a good time, man. I'm a millionaire. This is the first time I could chill. You know what I'm saying? And then they got la Baker Mayfield. He came back his second year. He was kind of big. We were like, yo, what the hell happened to him? You know what I'm saying? You could tell his off season dedication really wasn't there. Right. But, So I say that to say this. Does Zach Wilson have talent? We know he has talent. Has he shown an ability to get better? He has shown an ability to get better. The statistics will say he was the lowest rated quarterback in the NFL in all these different categories. But we know he's talented. We know it. Now, to me, Keith and and Sammy, it's about the want. See, can Zach be great? Yeah, why not? Why not? It's all about how much he wants it. Because now, now is the time to get in the... See, Josh Allen, as much as I don't like Josh Allen, Josh Allen was a freaking fiend at the end of his rookie season to start working with all these different coaches and work on his craft. And that second year, he made a leap. He did, because he worked on his accuracy, everything, of and he got better. Yo, hats off to you, because you worked at it, right? When we look at the greats like Jerry Rice and Karl Malone and, and, and Kobe Bryant... What made them great? Was it really their talent? Yes, they were talented, but it was their want and their their, their motivation to put themselves a level above their competition, right? If Zach focuses on his game over this offseason and really, really dedicates this year, this offseason to getting better and learning all the things that he did, I'm, I feel confident that we have the organizational structure and the tools to give this quarterback what he needs to make that leap into the second year. I think it's all about him. That's, that's my opinion on it. I'm not saying I think he's going to be great. He's the franchise. I'm saying that I seen enough to know he's got enough talent. He's got the environment. And now it's all about the want to in this offseason to make things right. That's my opinion on Zach. I wanted to just throw that out there to you guys.
1: Right on, dude. I mean, I hope that's, the direction that he's going and I I do think that um, as the year went on he improved I do think that the team does have the pieces in place at least on paper to continue to help this kid. And it does seem like Joe Douglas as opposed to maybe some of the other regimes we've had in here is more geared towards helping the quarterback and giving him pieces that are going to help the quarterback. Like last year's draft, for instance, making a trade for um, Tardif during the season for the offensive line, drafting ABT in the offensive line last year. Nine touchdowns this year, 11 interceptions for Zach. Um, the year started off a little shaky, ended, you know, ended on a better note. Um, not like he blew anyone's doors off the end of the year. But he corrected a lot of the mistakes he was making at the beginning of the season. So I do think he put himself in a better position going into next year to really succeed. Because, you know, you look at Fields and you look at Lawrence and you look at Zach and you look at all these young quarterbacks and all of them struggled this year. Even Mac Jones at the end of the year struggled. But I think Zach's one of the ones you did see. I mean, we have the stats. He had nine interceptions his first five games. He had two interceptions his last eight starts. So we saw it. It might be incremental. It might be slow. It might not be... Um, it might not be like when Russell Wilson came into the league or when, when Mahomes started his first season, right? But you can't deny that he did play better. And not only that, guys, he played better with the Jets completely decimated personnel-wise on the offensive side of the ball. He played his best and showed us his his highest acumen on the field, decision-making wise, when the offensive line was decimated, when they had no weapons to throw the ball to, when they're playing Tampa Bay, when they're playing Buffalo. So those are things when you judge him on a curve, which you hate to do, because we did that with Sam his last year, right, Mike? We're like, look at the last four games, his QB rating's so great. Um, but you you, you can only go with what we have. All we have was Zach is his 13 starts he's made here. And we know that some of them have been bad, you know, some of them have been rough, especially at the beginning of the season. But as the year went on, it did seem like he got a better grasp of things. And I do think Jet fans can feel good. And I don't, you know, I didn't see. If you think think of guys, think of the temperature and the way that Jet fans felt after the fifth or sixth game of the year here, right? When Mike White came in and balled out versus the Bengals, and Josh Johnson played well, and then Zach came back in and right away didn't light it up. Think about that mindset, and now, that's one mindset. Now, think about how people feel now, six or seven games later. Completely different feelings on Zach, you know, and I think that's what Mike's trying to say, man. And, and you go into next year with all these picks we have, four picks in the top 38, $60 million of cap space. We'll get into all that. We got shows coming up. We're going to we're gonna, we're gonna um, talk about this the whole entire offseason, guys. But I do think now, four or five weeks ago, I, I sat here on the show and said, Mike, I don't see improvement. I saw him playing Houston. I didn't see him get better. And I was one of these people that maybe was being impatient. You know, because you, you you go for 40 years and you're a Jet fan forever. And, you know, besides Chad Pennington, my life, it's like, who have we grabbed and been good as a Jet quarterback? You guys all know the history. Sammy knows. Mike knows. Everyone listening to the show knows this already. So you get impatient. Okay? That's part of life. But sometimes you got to reel it back in and go, okay, I was a little impatient. But you know what? This kid does look okay. He does look at least like he's getting a better grasp on things. And that's with everything else around him falling apart. Wide receivers, offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm excited about that. This game, this weekend, like we said, this is a tough spot for him. Tough spot for the Jets. They only had four first downs. I mean, it was a disaster offensively. I'm not blaming Zach Wilson for that at all. I mean, that's just, there's other games we've watched this year where you're like, wow, this is on Zach Wilson. This game, this weekend is not one of those games. We couldn't run the ball. They had no one to throw the ball to. I mean, he got sacked eight times and that's not because the kid's holding on to the ball forever he, he he dropped back three steps he was getting hit even crowder had a sack on him they had nine stacks to bills
2: which is I, I remember he went to hand it off and he while he's handing it off he's getting destroyed
1: hey guys <laughs> wild, we, we so. had 14 third downs we were one for 14. Yeah. so i mean this was you look at the stats in the game and i mean it was a long day um but but you know we're gonna transition here because after the game. We know how the game went, guys. We took another loss. Four four wins on the season for the Jets. Only six wins in the past two years. And I think a lot of people were waiting, Mike, and kind of excited to hear from Joe Douglas. Salah, you hear from after every game. Joe Douglas does an interview here or there, but he's like most good GMs. He's not on the airwaves every single week. I don't want to hear my, my GM on, on a radio show every week, you know. Um, I'd rather him kind of do what Joe Douglas does and be professional about it. Um, He went through his press conference, and one thing I wanted to say about it was, you know, it's kind of obvious six wins in two seasons isn't great. So when Joe Douglas comes out and says, I have to be better, some people might say, well, no shit, Joe. <laughs> and I get that. But I do think, Mike, and I want to kind of get Sammy's take on this too, because when you heard Joe Douglas' press conference, kind of how he went through kind of the mistakes he's made or shortcomings of the team, and when he says, I need to do better, this is going to be my third offseason, and he kind of took a lot of the blame on himself, uh, when it comes to general managers, or just anyone in the world today in a position of leadership, is it was it kind of refreshing? He got bashed by some people. I thought it was kind of refreshing to see a general manager be so honest about his performance so far and what he thinks he needs to do and what the team needs to do moving forward. Do you agree with that, Sammy?
0: 100%. I mean, the amount of times when Gase was around that we spoke about and you guys spoke about a lot was he talks to you and you're like, I'm not an idiot. I understand what's happening and you're treating me like I'm a, I'm a dumbass, right? So for Joe Douglas, get up there and be like, listen, I'm in New York. He understands the market. He understands the fans. We know what this team is like. We know what they were good at, what they were bad at. So to have that kind of reinforced by the person who's in charge of all the personnel decisions, what they're doing, where we're going to be in the next three, four, five, hopefully 10 years with Zach and this personnel group, right? Because um, he's—he's no one takes this job not trying to build something for the future. So I think just the way he handled that, A, was tremendously refreshing, like you said. But B, I think that that's the kind of guy you want in New York. Him and Sol are straight shooters. They're going to tell you when it's something's wrong. They're going to always have their guys back. Um, and I really appreciate that out of leadership, especially for a team that for so long has been so mismanaged, so poorly run to finally have a guy be like, yeah, I made mis- mistakes, but look at all the good things, too, that we've done so far.
1: Yeah, sure. Now I, I I hear you, Sammy. When it comes to the Jets, I mean, we're 11 years now and we haven't been to playoffs. That's a, that's a long run. And they owe are all in 12 against the division the past two years. Obviously, Joe Douglas needs to do better. Mike, what was your takeaway from the press conference, from him and Salah speaking? I know there's one thing with Salah we're gonna get to in a moment you weren't too excited about, but I know normally these things are just pretty, uh, you know, elementary. You know what they're gonna say, you didn't have a good season, we need to do better. We gotta do this, we gotta do that. I thought Joe Douglas though was refreshingly honest. What was your takeaways from the press conference, Mike?
2: Yeah, I thought he was very honest, really appreciated that, Um, but in that honesty, He pretty much described, you know, where this team is currently in the offseason and whatever you want to say about Joe Douglas, uh, the general manager and how he's been able to draft. Uh, this team, this franchise, is in prime position to make one of those large leaps uh, in productivity. Um, and I know it's been painful when Joe Douglas was hired. We were already in the muck and mire and within a rebuild, and we had to essentially tear down that little mini rebuild and rebuild again, which has extended the pain. But now we're at the point, point. It's and I have not, again, I talked about the quarterback. I have not felt this optimistic about this franchise in a long time, the way I feel today, because I see the draft capital, I see the money, I see, um, you know, the young talent that we worked with, and I see the synergy between the coaching staff and the management. And I say to myself, wow, if this uh, draft, if he can hit this draft hard, and hit free agency pretty well, um, we could do something really cool coming up here in 2022. And I think that his honesty was really important because when others look at him as a leader and he's already setting the bar saying, hey, six wins in two years, four wins in, in a year isn't good enough. That's saying, hey, I'm not making the bar, but you're not making it either. We're not making it together. We need to get to where we need to get to. And i think that's important for a leader but then the other part of it that i was the biggest takeaway was we all know that joe douglas loves his draft picks we know he loves picking talent and for him to say we have flexibility on how we approach the offseason meaning they can leverage draft picks to trade for talent a la calvin ridley you know what i'm saying a la a, a defensive end or some sort that's freaking exciting, okay. And I think that he knows that because they need to win, okay. I, I've Keith and I had a discussion with my dad. Had discussion with many Jeff fans, fans that not like you, me, Sean, uh, um, a team, uh, Sam, and team that we that understand this team the way we understand it. They just see it as a, you know, oh, why are we bad again, guys? This. Is, and I know I hate saying next year, wait till next year. This next year is the year we all collectively say the Jets are on the right path. OK, and that's something that is just because we've been watching the team and how it's built and how the approach is. It's the approach is correct. So next year is huge. And if they don't win, Joe Douglas is in a hell of a lot of trouble. And so is the coach. And so is the entire front office. They know it. So, tr- so yeah. I do believe they're going to be aggressive uh, in, all, in the offseason to get this team to at least eight, nine wins next year.
1: You know, the Jets had the youngest roster in the NFL this year. And, you know, they started 10 rookies this season. So, I mean, this was a unique year. And I don't think anybody going into this year, besides the most optimistic of Jet fans, thought the Jets were going to be great this year. I mean, we did a, we, we did our show, Mike, before the year started. and. Our high end for wins was about seven. We thought we'd boom between four and seven games. We won four games. Unfortunately, we won towards the low end of that. But like we said, we started 10 rookies, um, youngest team in the league. When you're going into next year with four picks in the top 38, you have all that money. Joe Douglas is talking about flexibility. We have pick four. We have pick 10. Maybe that can end up being pick number one. Who the hell knows? You know, you don't know what's going to happen going into next year. I do think we're finally in a spot where it come, at least front office-wise, on paper we're doing things the right way this is what me and Mike have told a lot of people how that translates on the field next year is when we're really going to judge that because I didn't really think this year was going to be some great year with a rookie quarterback and kind of some of the deficiencies I thought we were going to have on the offensive side of the ball I didn't expect these rookies to play as well maybe as they did and you want to look to optimism going into next year guys our leading rusher this season was a rookie Michael Carter You know, he played 13 games, but towards the end of the year, he really got high. It looks like he's the real deal. Our leading receiver was a rookie, Elijah Moore. Only played 11 games. Still was the leading receiver on the team this year. Obviously, our quarterback, our leader at quarterback is, is Zach Wilson. Our best offensive lineman this year was a rookie. Elijah Vera Tucker. All those guys got drafted last year. And we have all these picks coming up next year. So um, we are in a good spot, you know, and it is nice to hear Douglas talk about flexibility and not necessarily be so rigid with the picks because any way you can improve the team, what we're looking for here. We didn't have Lawson this year. May went down. Lawson's going to be like adding, you know, he didn't even play this year. So it'll be just like a free agent acquisition on its own, even though he's already signed. And then if they can grab someone else at defensive end, either through the draft or in free agency, I mean, that's obviously massive for the squad. Weren't really able to get the quarterback that much this year. The beginning of the year, we were hopeful with Huff hopeful with Jonathan Franklin Myers there. Um, Not really how it worked out, but, you know, when we get Lawson back next year, I think that's going to be a a big difference maker. And this draft, man, I know a lot of people I've seen, friends of ours, Mike, we've seen in chats talk about offense, getting a receiver at the top of the draft, maybe going offensive line again. I don't see that happening. I don't think that's the direction the Jets are going. I think they're going defense at the top of the draft next year. I think they think they have something here in Carter, whether he's going to be um, an all-pro level back or not, I think they think they have something with him. If they bring back him, they bring – Tevin Coleman is a free agent, unrestricted free agent. But if they have those two guys back at running back, I mean, that's decent enough. Those guys played good at the end of the year. I mean, the last six or seven games, the Jets ran the ball consistently well, regardless of who was in their running back. I mean, Carter's our best running back, but even Ty Johnson ran decent enough, and Tevin Coleman ran the ball pretty well too. So, I mean, plenty of reasons, guys, here. Plenty of reasons for optimism going into next year, and like Mike said, we always say, "Oh, you know, you know, it's always next year, this and that." But I think people have been patient with Joe Douglas. I think just like um, we said when he came in, he kind of was in a sticky situation because he didn't hire Gase, but he got hired as the GM. He had to sit a whole year with Gase when seven and nine, I know, but he had a whole year there with Gase when he was kind of a lame duck coach. Gase got to finally bring in Salah, so this will be his third off season. And it's one of the things Joe Douglas said that I liked. He said, this is my third offseason. So, you know, people are going to start needing to see results. And that's the truth because I love Joe Douglas. I love how he sounds at press conferences. You know, he seems like a great guy. Love Robert Sala too. I think Zach Wilson seems like a great kid. All of them seem awesome. But what we want to see is results. And that's kind of what it always comes back to with me. Even months ago, when we were talking about Mike White, man. Is Mike White good? How will we know if we don't play him and all this type of stuff? Like deep in my brain... All I want the Jets to do is win, and whatever the equation is that gets us there, I just want us to figure it out because they haven't been able to do it forever. So if it's, you know, following other teams' blueprint, which it seems like we're doing here, filling the pieces in with the young quarterback, have him on that young that, that contract now for a little while, put some talent around him next year. If this kid makes a leap from in the offseason from year one to year two, um, I think we're going to be in a really good position um, going into next season, guys. I think the Jets will have a lot of optimism going into next year, for sure. Get one position signed and locked away, and that's Pinheiro. Love him. Oh, the kicker. Love him.
0: Legend. Listen, I will. I will just say, I think if we could get, I, I mean, I love Corey Davis. We'll wait and see what Eli. Moore he got hurt, but look at like the game changer for that Bengals team that Jamar Chase was, right? Like, yeah. Sometimes for young dudes getting that guy who's like a stud out there really gives them confidence. I mean, I know we had a small sample size with Joe Burrow because he got hurt, Mm -hmm. Um, but they're a really young team too, and Jace, totally – I mean, look at them. They balled out this year, two of them. Yeah, same with Diggs with Allen. You're right. It changes your whole team dynamic, the whole offense. So, I mean, if you could get a trade, trade for a guy like that something, Get somebody in that in that offense. That's, That's why top,
2: Calvin top. Ridley is such a hot topic right now because he is the perfect court receiver for this system. What is his biggest strength? He's a very good route runner. He's got great hands and speed. That's exactly the type of receiver, and he's the number one. Okay, and is young, so he has issues over there. And what I was reading is that. The issues come from the coaching staff. Same reason why Julio Jones was gone. I think they have a problem with Arthur. I'm not. I'm not a. Look, that's all drama. We don't know, and it's up to Joe Douglas to find out. But if he can go trade some draft capital or whatever to get Calvin Ridley in the building, and you got Ridley, Moore, and 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 Barrios, and and Davis going forward, that's what I'm talking about. That's yep. what we're talking about. You know, yeah, or even sure. or even get even Keith. I don't know what you think about this you guys think about that? What about Robert Woods?
1: He's out. He's out. Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah, he's not coming back. Yeah, he's not coming back to LA for sure. No. He's, he's a good player too. He's a, tr- he's a good wide receiver for sure. I think. I don't think. Well, I don't think Woods is the type of guy that Sammy's talking about. But I think he's a good receiver. I think if we already have a Corey Davis, I think Woods is a better receiver to me than Corey Davis. But they're comparable to me to a degree. So right. we already have Davis and we have Elijah Moore. Like Elijah Moore to me. I mean, I got into it with Long Longbeat Joe. I hyped him up before the season starts. Like, I think he can be special receiver. And I think we got glimpses of that, of that this year, but we weren't ever in a position offensively consistently enough where you can say, alright I'm going to hit this kid with 10 to 15 targets a game um, and, and see what he could really do. And we had a stretch of four or five games. You're like, wow, look how good Elijah Morris. You know, we're doing end it around. He's getting touchdowns. He's doing stuff after the catch. Got plenty of guys his size that have proven to be all pros. Tariq Hill's is one of them. Antonio Brown's another one of them. Chase or a guy like Jefferson or chase some of these receivers. They can they run the routes precisely. They make the catches they're supposed to make. But also when there's a broken play and the, the the quarterback just tosses it up, they'll go up and get the ball. Now Davis has done that a few times for Zach this year. And Davis played okay when he was in there. Corey Davis, don't get me wrong. But yeah. my debate even back when I had it with Long Beach Joe is that I didn't think Corey Davis is like a legit top-end nfl number one receiver he maybe is going to be our number one receiver by default but i didn't think of him in that way i mean his best receiver the best year he ever had was 2020 with the titans which was a good year for him they're a running team don't get me wrong and he played well but still didn't have a thousand yards and still in his career now next year he'll be going into his sixth year i think and he still hasn't had a 1,000 yards in his career ever once. So you can't sit here and tell me that's somebody that's an elite receiver because he's not. But he's still very good, and maybe next year with Zach, he kills it if he plays all year and he's healthy. And there's other options. Team can't double-team him. But I think if you get a difference maker in here, I mean, somebody that's just – it's much easier said than done. Some of these guys, as we know, they get drafted at the top of the draft. We think they're going to be difference makers. They're not. You have guys drafted lower, they're like a Jefferson. I think he was like a 20th pick or something like that. And he's, you know, unbelievable and you can't stop him and you can't guard him. Barrios is interesting though in that mix also. Because Barry Oso, he's not one of these types. he's not going to be the number one receiver or anything like that. But I think he showed that he can bring some value here. Because every time he got an opportunity, all he did was make plays. I said that last week, but he really did make plays every time he got a chance, guys. All right, everybody, before we get into our playoff bracket predictions here on AABG, we just want to give a give our sympathies out to Don Manor, Don Manor's family, Jet Hall of Fame receiver. Me and Mike were talking about some of his stats And some of his accolades uh before the podcast today i don't know if nfl fans know jet fans know maybe some of the younger jet fans don't know this just the level of receiver this dude was don maynard he played 15 years in the nfl when he retired was the all-time leading receiver in the nfl when he retired a new york jet was the all-time leading receiver in the nfl at a point in history in the NFL. His name is Don Maynard. All right, 1958 to 1973, all-time Jet receiver. We know that. He's in the Hall of Fame. 1,200 yards in his career, 88 touchdowns. Went to Texas Western. Never wore a chin strap. Like a gangster out there. What? Is this guy serious right now? Oh. And don't forget, the first ever player signed by the New York Titans is Don Maynard. Had a tremendous career. Probably had the greatest pass catch in the history of the New York Jets in that game versus the Raiders. My dad told me that my whole life. Anyone's my dad age, anyone's my dad's age knows about that catch, and he had a touchdown right after that to win the game to send us to the Super Bowl. So hats off to you. Sympathies and condolences to your family. Jet Hall of Fame legend, Don Maynard. Rest in peace. All right, now uh, we're, we don't have the Wookiee with us. We do have his picks, his playoff picks sent in to us, everybody. A uh, Wookiee ate a few edibles, so this is hard to make out what he sent to me. All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I have the picks here. I see what he wrote. We're going to clarify those picks after the show.
2: Did he well, have a comment about that dude that was on the Book of Boba Fett, that big black Wookiee? I had never known that they would got
1: all gangster like that. Did Dark you see book the bounty world. hunter? The Dark uh, I did book? see that. I did see that. Now, all the all the Star Wars nerds, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but the nerds you know way more than I will ever know. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, this guy's a big, a big time player in the comic book series. Marvel has a Star Wars comic book series out for like 20 years, and he's a big, he's a big time scary bounty hunter in that world. I never heard of him. He stepped on the scene last week. If you're not watching, if you're not watching Boba Fett, everybody, what are you doing with your life? Suck, dude, that's, dude. that's all I gotta say. Oh, to Boba you. Fett's dope. All right. Boba Fett is the and Boba Fett. Wait, hold on a second. Do I? Where's he at? Because I got Boba. You know, you
0: know your boy watches Mandalorian, of course. Like hold on, Boba bro. Fett's in Mandy, man. yeah, he's right there. Oh, uh, Look at him. There it is. Oh,
1: I mean, uh, you know what? I, gotta, I I shouldn't have done that. I got my whole situation out of whack here. We're going to get into our AEBG 2022 playoff predictions, the playoff bracket battle. Here we go.
2: Hey, the situation uh, kind of got heavy on me.
1: AEBG playoff predictions coming here. Now, I think we we're each going to put agreed upon thousand bucks on the line, right, guys? That's what it was? Winner take <laughs> all? No, all right. Uh, maybe we'll, we'll do something else. We'll figure something out. Some type of monetary, maybe fifty bucks. Who knows? Some, maybe maybe someone that... should
2: sing a song. The loser should sing a song or something like that.
1: Oh, I'm down with that, bro. I'll bust out some Rihanna anytime you guys want. <laughs> anytime you guys want. Um, we actually had that as one of our one of our punishments. One of our old leagues. I think Mike made someone sing. I think it was Dwayne had to sing but didn't do it. Uh, yeah, if I remember that's that correctly. right. I remember he welshed on the bet. Um, but here we go, guys. Playoffs 2022. Some great matchups. Last week in the NFL. The way that that, uh, we didn't get to a lot of things. We didn't talk about Joe Judge's stupidity. We just hand him. We could give him the d- d- jabroni of the century. Forget about the week. Uh, that They ran a QB sneak on second down. They are a QB sneak on third down. Forget about it, guys. Joe Judge is done. I don't care what anyone says. Giants said they're going to keep him. They're not. They're bringing the GM. The GM's going to fire Joe Judge. We all know that. The way that that Las Vegas game. Versus the Chargers was wild. Wild. Chargers yes. tired Chargers. I mean, they're running the clock out for you to make the playoffs and you call a timeout. That was crazy. But the way the way it ended up shaking out is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Big Ben make the playoffs, which is wild in the AFC. Let's go through our AFC picks first, guys, and then we'll go through our NFC picks and then we'll get to the Super Bowl. How's that sound? We'll do Let's it that go. way here. First round here, guys, we'll get to Sammy first. Pittsburgh, Kansas City. What are you thinking?
0: Oh, uh, I'm gonna have to go with the Chiefs on this one. I, think
1: I it's like a it. AC for Sammy, I agree. Um, what do you think, Mike, for that first game? Pittsburgh, Kansas City. Yeah, I got Kansas City going. I all right, we're all in agreement there. I think the Wookiee. Let me double check. Because guys, I don't know if you know it's not easy to read Wookiee <laughs> unless you're studied in it, which I am. But yeah. the thing is, Wookiee on an edible, it's a whole other language. Or it's if literally... you're Han
0: Solo, don't
1: forget Han. Exactly. Okay, Wookiee also has the Chiefs, guys. I'm trying my best here. New England versus Buffalo. I believe Buffalo will be hosting that game, guys. What do you think, Sammy? Hill people. Hill people? Michael Hill?
2: Hill people.
1: Yeah.
2: I got Hill people.
1: Yeah, we're actually all in agreement there. I think the Hill people, unfortunately, are going to come away with a W. The Patriots ran the ball in a million times that one game. That was just a freak show game. The next time they played them, the Bills were able to handle them. I think they have a better team. I think Mac Jones is going to be overwhelmed in this game. I think the Hill people are going to take that one as well. And the third game here in the first round of the playoffs for the AFC, we have the Las Vegas Raiders up against the Cincinnati Bengals. Michael, who do you think's taking this one? Uh,
2: I got Cincinnati winning this one. I f- just think that... Uh... They haven't won a game since, a playoff game since 1991. And actually before 1992, no text message had ever been sent in the history of the world. So there's never been a text message saying the Cincinnati Bengals won a playoff game. It's just been too
1: long. I I read that that the other day, Mike, and I was like, my brain was like, wow, no one's ever been able to. Like, it I was hard to ever. digest that.
0: Ever. Think about that.
1: This. Technology technology hadn't even existed yet. We have the never Bengals Bengals. texted the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> one point. And guess what? And guess what? <laughs> a couple of those times they got in, you know who they ran oh, they into? So was your so boys. The gangrene New York Jets took you out. Let's go. Right. All right. Sorry. Um, Sammy, what are you thinking? Bengals, Raiders, who you got?
0: Oh, got to go Burrow and the Bengals.
1: Okay, I'm actually going to go with, guys, we all have the same picks right now so far. Okay, we're not getting that, we're not getting that <laughs> It is exciting. what it
2: is. It is what it is.
1: Um, all right, let's get to the second round here. So, guys, we all have the same three winners in the AFC in the first round. Second round would mean Tennessee's going to go up against Cincinnati in all of our brackets, and it would mean <laughs> Buffalo up against KC in all of our brackets. I'm going to go first here and tell you that the Hill people are done in the second round. I don't care, Hill people. The Chiefs are taking you out. I know you're hot. But your team is not, I don't think it's enough of a well-oiled machine right now. You see them towards the end of the year sputter a little bit. And I think the opposite happened with the Chiefs, where they figured some things out on offense. Their defense is playing a little bit better. Mahomes got hot at the end of the year. They're going to be hosting this game in Kansas City. I think the Chiefs win this game. What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, I agree. Chiefs win this game, go to the AFC Championship.
1: I'm Chiefs all the way. All right, we got three for the Chiefs here and nobody for the Wookiee because, look, he didn't do the second round. All right. As far as I know, right now. So we'll find out from him. We'll find out from him another time, guys. So we have Bengals versus the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. All three of us so far, without communicating with each other at all, have the same exact AFC bracket. All right. So we're gonna have to figure out something here. We might have to put some point totals to make it more sexy, guys. It is what um, it what, is. Do you, what do you think, Samuel? Uh, Cincinnati, Kansas City. Who you got?
0: Listen, I'm riding high on the wave. I go, I'm going Cincinnati. Wow. Wow. You serious? I Let me tell you something. Be, that is not going to
2: happen, and I'm going to tell you why. I
0: think it's going to be I'm going to tell that. you the
2: reason why. Henry, that's why. Not I'm happening. Back. He'll be back, and there's I, no way. I'm sorry, because when I the know, Titans – The Titans are – There's no way that the Titans are losing with Derrick Henry healthy, and he's healthy from what I've been reading.
0: Don't sleep on that burrow and mixing combo. Don't They're sleep young. on They're young. They're young, and burrow is – uh, you know, all right, all right. We lost right. Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go Bowl super young too, sure. right? All right.
1: You no, know, I'm going to have to go ahead and let you guys know that I also picked the Bengals to shock the Tennessee Titans. I don't care if Henry's oh, back or not, Michael. That yeah. Tannehill, Michael, if he comes back, you understand how you know better than anyone how these injuries work with your feet. Yeah. You're not. You're not a hundred. You don't know if he's a hundred percent, bro. Tannehill has not been playing good at the end of the year. Yeah, their defense has played better. Look at the division they play in. Uh, Tennessee, to me, is the most overrated team in the entire playoffs. I think the Bengals are hot as hell. I think the Bengals are going to whoop them head-on to play the AFC Championship game versus the Chiefs. Where Me, personally, guys, I got the Chiefs winning this one and going to the Super Bowl. Michael, you have a Tennessee versus Kansas City in your your battle here in the AFC Championship game. Who do you think is going to win?
2: I got KC going back to the Super Bowl again, too.
0: KC, for you, what do you think, Sammy? I, I'm I, against my better judgment. I'm sticking with Cincinnati on this one. Wow! I All the way, shit. Cincinnati listen, Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Listen, wow! Of, listen, first division title. They're coming off that high. They're going to crush the Titans going into that championship oh, game, and they're going to have that young team is going to be filled with so much gusto, man. I think, if anything, that game's going to be close, but I think
2: the Bengals squeeze that out at the end on, like, a field goal. Nah, now, this nah, guy. Nah. Now, look,
1: that's, that is, uh, the Bengals are hot, and people are really, really high on Burrow right now. And we know, Michael, it's kind of like the NHL sometimes. You get that hot quarterback slinging. Joe Flacco that one year. We all at were at like, the end of the season? And at the end of the season. Eli Manning all of a sudden at the end of the year. But they're right the,
2: the one thing you're forgetting is they're the Bengals.
1: Yeah, but like the you can't, Bengals. What I'm I gonna do the is,
0: girl, is not gonna break his knee like Carson Palmer, and they'll be all right going forward in their the playoffs? Bengals, you know? man, now,
1: them. I also I like the Bengals too, but I think the Chiefs are gonna win this game. I think it's gonna be tough for the Bengals to beat Buffalo and then KC on the road back to back in the playoffs. That's a tough that's a tall order. Um, I don't want to go Mike's route and say they're the Bengals because that's what people do to the Jets. That's always. true. That's so true. I'm not going to take that route. Okay? That's I'm not going to generalize the poor Bengals fans because <laughs> we're kind of riding the same wave there with the Bengals yeah. fans. We know what their life is like. <laughs> okay? So I'm not going to take that route, but I do think the Chiefs are going to be a little too much for them this year. Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl. What do you think, Mike? Yeah.
2: That's who I got. I got they, the Chiefs. Okay, same. Okay. Yeah.
1: Good. Yeah. All right, now let's get to the NFC and then we'll talk about the Super Bowl game here, guys. We've got Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. We have San Francisco and Dallas Cowboys, and we have the Arizona Cardinals and Los Angeles Rams. Some good matchups here. Let's get into this Rams one first. Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams, Michael. Tight battle, two division foes. Cardinals kind of faded at the end of the year there. What do you think in this game?
2: I got the Rams winning this game.
1: Yeah, I'm in in agreement with you, Michael. I think that the Cardinals have a good team, but for some reason, Kingsbury, if you look at his, I saw a stat, I don't know, Mike, if you put it out or one of our friends put it out, his record in college and in the pros at the end of the year is unbelievably garbage. I don't know what happens with his teams. I mean, Murray was a little banged up and they've had some injuries, but that team has not played well down the stretch. What do you think, Sammy, in this game?
0: Yeah, I got the Rams too. I just don't think the Cardinals' run game can be sufficient in the playoffs and that's going to really stop them from getting anywhere. Agreed.
1: Yeah, I agree, man. Connor's been banged up. Ever it does seem like I mean, Connor's like unheralded when he got that heel injury. I mean, it was about three or four weeks ago. I know he's not somebody that you're gonna is gonna break off like a seventy-yard run, right, guys? But he was pretty consistent all year when Edmund was out, and their that's, offense was their offense was humming.
2: That's what That's who I want Douglas to get in the offseason.
1: Connor. Yes. I like I like him too. Guy's a grinder. Forget it. all the things on the field of him are great. Off the field are great. He's he's someone I would, I think, Mike, he's an unrestricted free agent too. Yes. So sir. he's somebody that's going to make himself some money this offseason because he also showed when Edmund was out he could catch the ball, which he right. didn't. And he, and he runs people over in, in, inside the red zone. He's a touchdown machine. So not a lot of guys like him. Um, when it comes to this game, I also think the Rams are going to take this W, guys. I think it's going to be too much for Arizona. I don't like the way they're playing. When it comes to Philly and Tampa Bay, we've seen some wacky predictions about the weather this weekend. Wind, Gus, the weather's going to be horrible down there. Maybe it's going to have to be a running game. Philly is such a weird team and a hard team to gauge, to grasp, to predict, to project. Because there are some games they'll run for 300 yards. And it doesn't matter what your defense does. Uh, they just run They just run you over and they have the ball so long. The other team only has maybe 10 possessions. So this game is a tough one. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the game, guys. at the number two seed. But I do think this is going to be a much tighter game and a much closer game than a lot of people think
2: with you uh, uh, that it would be close and I think that but I don't take see Tom Bay. Brady yeah I don't see Tom Brady losing to 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 Hurst and uh and the Eagles. Nah, no I mean what do you think Sammy
0: uh I got Tampa Bay too I think I have a lot of respect for Todd Bowles' defense as always and I think they're just gonna wreak
1: havoc on Jalen Hurts back there because I think Tampa's gonna take that W yeah I agree. And here's a here's a game here where I might have a little bit of an upset um, for you guys because I do think the 49ers are going to beat the Cowboys. Damn. I think that this team is... Obviously, the Cowboys have a lot of sexy players, and I do think the Cowboys are a team a lot of people have as, a, have, have a, you know, as a Super Bowl oh, contender dude. at least, but and maybe and this is my Mike's upset, maybe he's going the same route, but I think the 49ers, as many people have said, you've heard on the media, it really is the worst matchup on paper for a team like the Cowboys and what they do well, what bad matchup for them on offense and on defense. So I think the 49ers are going to go ahead and get this upset there in Dallas, Michael. I'm going to go ahead and say, you sit and think the same thing. Mike? Hell
2: yeah, I feel the same way, dude. I want you to pick me first on this one, man.
1: Yes, I do. I think San Francisco's winning this game, man. I do. What do you think, Sam? Do you think Dallas is going to get this W at home or do you think the 49ers are going to get this upset? So
0: I I actually sat here and I was like, you know, Cowboys have been just feast or famine. Like Dak throws four touchdowns or is the worst quarterback on the planet. And I think that Niners
1: defense might be too much. So I went Niners. Oh, here we go. You know what? This is wild. This, You know what's the weirdest thing, guys? Wookie picked the Niners also. Well, everybody everybody went for that uh what? that's wow. like everybody picking that 13. Now, i think
0: that oh. was new york defense too we also like hate the cowboys as well yeah
1: and Something i live
2: i live here too so yeah mm-hmm.
1: sometimes <laughs> we had some type of synergy on that pick that was good now guys if everything went the way that i had it planned out green bay the number one seed is going to go against the 49ers the number six seed you guys pick the same um choices there so that's your second round battle as well and i have tampa bay versus la raider uh la rams excuse me in the second round there. So I'll go first here. Tampa Bay and the Rams. That that matchup is, I mean, I'm, I love that. Everything about that defense, offense, the quarterback, Stafford out there with the Rams now. Um, but I think that the Rams are going to win that game. You know, I don't like how the Buccaneers looked at the end of the year. I know they played the Jets and kind of struggled a little bit versus the Jets. Now, imagine you're stepping up versus that type of defense the Rams have, especially that pass defense. I think the Rams can control the ball a little bit. The run game's a little suspect. I get that. But Stafford's played well this year, and Cup is is a real weapon. And I, I think the coach is, you know, one of the better coaches in the league, McVay. I don't know, man. I didn't think. The Bucs could do it last year either. I wasn't sold on them. And I'm not sold on them this year either. Tom Brady, you can never count him out. But guys, I think the Rams are going to go ahead and get this W there versus the Buccaneers. What do you guys think? Sammy?
0: Yeah, I have the Rams winning as well. I think there's just too many weapons for them to stop. Although that defense has a lot of talent on it. Um, You've got to stop Cup and you've got to stop Odell. And Higby's not a slouch, at tight end. And they have a decent combo at
1: running back. Um... I went Rams. Yeah, and what they do well on defense, the uh, the Buccaneers stop the run, and the Rams don't really run the ball that much. You know, yeah. they're they're a passing team. So, I think it plays to their strengths. What do you think, Mike?
2: Yeah, um, actually, my pick was the Rams, but I think that you know, just thinking about it, uh, I just think Tom Brady's going to go to the AFC, the NFC Championship again. I I, I do think the Rams is, should win that game, but I yeah. just, but I just. I I know what I've been against in my whole life and I I just see <laughs> Stafford going in and just Tom Brady winning it. So I'm just going to say the stupid ass Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: Yeah, man. Even though okay.
2: I think the ra- everything you guys said I agree. Oh, I just you know how he is. Time, he, you Mike. know how he is. You know what he does and you no, know what's the-, the only thing and I don't mean to you know break the whole thing but I think the way he loses is Aaron Rodgers whoops his ass in the championship game and goes to the fucking Super Bowl. That's what I think is gonna happen.
0: That's All what right. I think is gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we lost to the Buccaneers a couple weeks ago, there was Buccaneer fans talking smack and this and that. And some of them are like twenty years old, you know. And I'm like, dude, do you know how long I've been? I've been watching Brady do this to the Jets your whole life. So shut up. Nothing you, nothing you could say to me is going to make me be mad about this. You know, This has happened to me a thousand times already. So we, so we know Mike's pick in the next round. Green Bay, the number one seed, is going to beat the 49ers to go on to the NFC Championship game. And he thinks they're going to go on ahead and whoop the uh, the Rams in that, excuse me, go ahead and whoop Tom Brady and the NFC and Championship to, game. And go
2: to the Super Bowl. Yep.
1: I agree with that too. At least that that win right there, I do think Green Bay is going to beat the 49ers. I think that's going to be a good game. That's one of the classic battles here throughout NFC history in the playoffs. But I do think this is just I don't wanna give away who I think is going to win the Super Bowl, but Aaron Rodgers, man, this dude is is too good to be he's been playing too well for too long that's, to go through his career and just get the one chip.
2: That's what I'm talking. You see that? You know I mean? That's where I'm at. Guys, that's where I'm at. He's too good. And so it's what just, I'm thinking is, much, and there was too much this year with the with the hair and the foot and all the th- just think about all the things. It feels right. It feels right. I'm. I'm. That is where my head is. And it does. if you ask yeah, me, I my do. money, my money's on Rogers, baby. He's
1: taking it. Uh, let's it. get to Sammy. Sammy here. Um, when it comes to this NFC Championship, actually, well, who do you have winning the Green game and Do you have Green Bay? Oh, I got. You? I got.
0: Packers are way too balanced for 49. Oh, yeah. no, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. skip over yeah. that yeah. yeah. I didn't want yeah. to assume. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want yeah. to assume. That's my yeah. bad
1: saying yeah. Um, <laughs> when it comes to this NFC Championship game, do you do you agree here? Do you see the pack going to the Super Bowl?
0: Yeah. Again, and like I said about the Niners. They're just so well-balanced on every in every aspect of football, right? So, like, forget Aaron Rodgers for a minute. Just, like, everybody else on that team is good, you know? Yeah. So, I think that they just have enough. I think it's going to be a really tight game. I think that's a game that gets decided by a field goal, maybe a last-minute touchdown, that Rams game. But the Packers are going to come out on top.
1: All right. So, we all have the same Super Bowl. We it's do Oh no no! Excuse me, excuse me, no. Sammy has the Bengals. Excuse me. Have, oh Bengals! We, we have a curveball here. We almost all have bangles, baby. Game. Super Bowl. Sammy has Bengals. Green Bay Packers. Me and Michael have Chiefs. Green Bay Packers. I'm gonna let Mike take the floor here. Do you think it's the year of Aaron Rodgers or does our boy Patrick Mahomes get Super Bowl number two?
2: I think Pat. I think Rodgers gets his second. That is where I'm at. And I. All saw right. I thought that for a little while too. Like I just felt it. Uh, I think it was week. Thirteen, I—I I forgot what game it was, and I just said, "You know what? This is right. He's gonna get it. He's—it's just due, and he's out. He's a man on a mission right now. He's pissed off. They took love. Love is a scrub. Scrub. <laughs> what a scrub!
1: I mean, he's, he's uh, the juice. worst pick you could ever. I mean, yeah, he's, he's Hackenberg. He's, he's the is, Packers' Christian Hackenberg right, right there. Terrible, Keith. What do you oh. think, of Sammy? you think the Bengals are going to be able to take out the Green Bay Packers and stop the run of Aaron Rodgers, or do you think they're going to come out on top?
0: No, I think the Packers take the whole thing. Um, I think there's just too much. I also, doing my whole bracket looking at it now, I'm, I'm thinking last year you had Brady and Mahomes, and this year you got Burrow and Rodgers, and I think the future of the NFL is that Mahomes-Burrow progression, Right. And the core to the end of their careers here, Rodgers and Brady. But I think Rodgers finally gets over that hump, takes that W, shuts the haters up, right? And walks off that field of champion this year.
1: Wow. You know what? So this could end up coming down, guys, to our point total in the Super Bowl game, depending on how the, the first round shake out. Because, you know, we didn't speak about this. I don't know how our, our sheets are so completely the same, but I also think this is the year of the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has gone through a lot, like Mike said, with the COVID, with his girlfriend, with all this other nonsense off the field, um, and he's persevered through it. You know, said 37 touchdowns, only four interceptions, got himself 4,000 yards again. You look at the running game with Dylan and Jones. I mean, you got two great running backs. The The Packers are one of the only two teams in the playoffs that are top 10 in defense and offense. The Bills and the Packers are the only two teams that are that well-rounded, which I think was, which was Sammy getting at before. I mean, they're number 10 offense in the league, number 9 defense in the league so this is not a team that has really any weaknesses and when you look at some of these other teams as you look at them now the bills might be the other team that's the most well-rounded but to me josh allen's just a wild card in the playoffs because he does some wild stuff sometimes so i'm gonna have to see him prove it to me tom brady's always tom brady but you can pass the ball on the buccaneers you know, the Jets put points up on the Buccaneers. Um, and they're, they're without Antonio Brown. And Evans is Evans is back. Is he 100%? We don't know. There's no Chris Godwin there. So that's, that's a team that has some holes. The Rams don't really have a run game. So, I mean, there's a bunch of different teams when you look at the NFC and the AFC that are good but have a, a glaring hole you can point to. I don't think the Packers are that team. And they also, to me, along with Tom Brady, I think the two best quarterbacks that are in the playoffs are Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, agree. And I think, and I Patrick Mahomes might be number three, but I don't He's not at. He's like those guys are like Yoda level Jedi's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Where Patrick
1: Mahomes, he's like he's like Mace Windu, you know. Yeah. He's like uh, he's like um he's like an Obi Wan maybe. He's 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 got the skills, but the other guys have been doing it like five hundred years, you know. So they they have the skills, they have the tricks, they have the experience, they have it all. So I do think the Green Bay Packers win the Super Bowl. Let's see what the Wookiee picks. Hold on. You know I'm gonna read a quote from the Wookiee here, cause his sheet was all over the place, guys. He said Dallas most likely wins, but fuck them. So that's, that's Wookiee's pick right there. Um, if you guys want the in-depth pick of the Wookie, that's it right there. We'll have Wookiee off the, when we get off the show, I'll have him fill in the blanks there with some of those second round wins, those second round yeah. games, because those will count also. I think Wookiee forgot about that. But that's our playoff predictions. Now going forward here, guys, every week we'll be chopping up about the playoffs. Chopping up about the Jets. Next week, the 2022 year-end awards show. The AEBG awards is always a lot of fun. Best offensive player, best defensive player, most improved, um, best rookie, all those type of things. Uh, Maybe the most disappointing player. We gave that award out last year too. Now we have Sammy with us to help us vote. Big picture, which we didn't really do today too much. We'll do that next week, guys. We'll talk about the playoffs next week. And then moving forward here, we'll be getting into some of these positional groups as the year goes on. Um, offensive line, defensive line, quarterback, wide receiver, like we always do, break them down, the guys we have, how they played, how we think we can improve moving forward. So don't don't ever think AEBG is going to stop, guys. We will always have the hot content for you. You're a Jet fan. You want to know what's going on. You want to listen to other Jet fans chopping about football. This is where you do it. And easy being green. Am I right, Mike? They are correct. <laughs> All right. So if anyone does want to get at us, be involved in the AEBG world, any way, shape, or form, how can they do that, Mike?
2: Well, if you want to check us out on Facebook, just check us out at AEBG.jetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast,
1: and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man. On behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas and the number one high school football coach in the nation today, Sammy O'Hare, my name is Keith Farrell. Get you next week, everybody. Peace out.